Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, October the 12th, 2022, and hope you guys are uh, doing well. Good morning, Pastor Tim and Jane. Angie, good morning. Ann, good morning. Welcome, everyone, whether you're on Facebook or on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to it. Glad to have you on. We are uh, in Psalm 27 today, Psalm 27. And uh, also be doing a reading reading from C.S. Lewis. So, yeah. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. Yeah. So this is, uh, uh, when is Daylight Savings? I guess we got about first week in November, I think. So we gain an hour. Falls back, right? So we gain an hour. Um. Yeah, so we got a few more weeks for that, though, before that hit hits. <clears throat> good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Linda. Marlene, good morning. Let's do it, y'all. Let's jump in. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And um, Psalm 27, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Got a little more light today. I don't know if you can tell this online or not, but I got a little more light. I can actually see a little bit better. Um, so, actually, let me, let me let me hit this light over here. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Well, now that's not so dark over there. All right. Yeah. If you on you know, on the podcast, you couldn't see what I just did, but the room next door, uh, which is the dining room, the light wasn't on, so I just turned it on. Just a little more light. Uh, here we go. Psalm 27. The Lord, <laughs> you can't make this up. I really did not know this. It was going to say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. See, see, the Lord is my light. Boom. And my salvation. Do you see how that happened? Boom. Right. Just right there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. What did light? What? I mean, light, um, that's what illuminates it. Uh, brightens the path, it um, guides, it uh, directs. Uh, in some ways, it's, um, it protects. It keeps us from falling into snares and getting tripped up. You know, some of you last night, you may have got up in the middle of the night, couldn't see where you were going, stumped your toe or ran into a door or tripped over a, a shoe because uh, darkness we stumble and we trip in the darkness, but in the light, we can. things are exposed. Things are seen. Hazards are revealed. So the Lord is my light and my salvation. He saves me. Yeah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We don't have to fear. If you fear the Lord, you have nothing to fear. 
right? You fear the Lord, you have nothing else to fear. You don't have to fear people, you don't have to fear opinions, you don't have to fear the future when you fear the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I don't have anything to fear. And maybe today you're gripped with fear. And, and most of the time, fear um, is uh, gets to a point where it's irrational. Right? Some fear is, like, completely understandable. You know, you're standing on the edge of a cliff. That's fear, you know, because if you misstep, you can fall. Along. But a lot of times, fear is irrational. It's not really based on logic or facts. It's, it's based on an uh, artificial story of the future, <laughs> a made-up story about the future that actually will, that most of the time will never even happen. So when we fear the Lord, we have nothing else to fear. He's our light and our salvation. He's the stronghold of our life. But he's our, our fortress. He's our, uh, our strong tower. Maybe today you need to run to that strong tower. You're being feel maybe beat up or struggling a little bit. You don't know where to run. You run to the Lord. Yeah, He's your strong tower. Doors are always open. Verse two: When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Yeah. It's not going to be me that falls, because the Lord is my light and my salvation. He saves me, and he reveals to me the path, the right way to go. But my enemies, when they try to attack me, they're going to stumble. Why? Because they don't have the light. They don't see like I can see. They could if they would repent and turn, but because they don't see, they're going to stumble. The enemies at my feet will stumble, at my, and my, my enemies and my foes will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. I love this, man. He's preaching to his own heart. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Sometimes you guys just preach to your own heart. He's preaching to his own heart. Though an army besiege me, I will not fear. Even if that happens, I'm choosing now not to be afraid. Hmm. The war break out against me, if, even then, I will be confident. If all Hades breaks loose, so to speak, I will not fear. See, if he's writing a different story about the future, right? So fear is a, usually a false uh, story we tell ourselves about the future, the worst possible outcome, and we write that story. Oh, this is what's going to happen. This is going to happen, and now I'm, I'm, wor I'm worried in the I'm paying a price in the present for something that's probably never even going to happen in the future. It's like buying a ticket for a show that's never going to even happen. That's what fear does. You're paying, you're paying for something in the present, for something that's, gonna, that's supposedly going to happen in the future, but nine times out of ten, it doesn't even, doesn't even happen in the future. So you're paying tuition on, on a class you ain't never going to take. <laughs> uh, but see, the psalm writer, he is writing a different story about the future. We have that choice, right? We have that power. We can actually, we can actually uh, visualize a positive future rather than a fearful future. So he's saying, look, here's the truth. Even in the future, even in the future, hypothetically, if an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though all heck break loose against me, even then, I'm going to be confident. So I'm going to write this story. Okay, let's just play this story out. 
all everything falls apart. It goes crazy. The whole everything comes against me. Even in that story, I'm going to have peace. I'm choosing peace in the present for no matter what happens in the future. Man, you know you can do that right now this morning. You listen to this podcast in the morning, watching this in the morning. Your day, your day ain't even hit you yet. Sometimes, you know, we don't know what's going to befall us today. It may be a great day. It may be blessing after blessing, like like waves of the ocean hit you today. Just blessing. You just can't contain, contain all the blessings. You're like one of them dudes out there in one of them little floating around in one of little pink, pink flamingos, man. You're like, whoa, just riding the waves of blessings. <laughs> But you could also, it could be the worst day, man. We don't know. It could be a day, just one thing after another. But here's the blessing. The blessing is this. Right now, we can choose our posture because the Lord is our light and our salvation. So regardless, whether I'm the dude out there on the pink flamingo receiving blessing after blessing or whether I'm in the midst of a storm, by the time the clock hits 11 o'clock this morning, I'm choosing now peace. I'm choosing it now. I'm putting a down payment on my peace right now. <laughs> so when the, so when the day hits me, I'm, it's going to be peace. It's going to be peace. I'm choosing it right now. Verse 4. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek. I love this. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I ain't said that in a while. This, but this right here is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. One thing I ask if you got a little piancel. You got one of those penancels? This this one you want to highlight right here. You want to highlight verse 4. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Mm, that's beautiful. This one thing I ask. That, that, that's the only, that's the, he says, the, that's the only fear I have. The only fear I have is that I might not be in the house of the Lord forever. If as long as I'm guaranteed that, that I, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, I'm good, man. This, this one thing I ask from the Lord, this only one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Mm. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. What are he saying? He's saying, all I need is God. All I need is God. If I know that I can be with God and God will receive me and have me for all the days of my life, man, I'm good. I'm golden. Whether I'm on the pink, whether I'm on the pink life raft out there, little pink flamingo out there in the uh in the waves, getting blessing after blessing, or whether I'm hunkered down hiding from, you know, a uh, warring army. If I got God, I'm doing just fine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that verse. And he goes in a little bit more specific here. <clears throat> that I may what? Gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Verse 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set my feet high upon a rock. Hmm. It's true, man. The Lord is faithful. In your day of trouble, he'll keep you, man. He'll keep you. The Lord is a strong tower. He's an anchor. So many, uh, so many metaphors for the, the, the staying power, the holding power, the protection power of God. A shelter, a, a stronghold, an anchor. He's all those things, man. 
He sets your feet up on a rock. <clears throat> Stable footing. Verse 6. Then my head will be exalted above my, the enemies who surround me. So you see the image there? He's going to set my feet up on a rock. He's going to give me a good position above all my enemies. He's going to put me on a firm footing. My head will be exalted above my enemies around me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will make, I will sing and make music to the Lord. Yeah, I will sing and make music. So I'm going to give him praise. When he delivers me, when he sets my feet on the right. Look, look, see what the psalm writer doing. Psalm writer already planning his praise party. You see what's happening here? It, none of this even happened yet. But he's saying when it does, I'm already planning my praise party. When it, come on, y'all. When somebody, look, things can go, wheels can fall off. Wheels can fall off today. Things can go bad. This week could be bad. And and this are this is against me. This is again, but you know what? I, this is what's going to happen. This is the story I'm writing. This is the story of faith. God is going to be a stronghold for my life. He's going to protect me. He's going to surround me. He's going to put my feet on a rock. Enemies are going to be surrounding me. And while they're doing that, I'm going to be lifting up praise. I'm going to be lifting up praise. I'm planning my praise party. Not a pity party. See, you can plan either party, you know that. You can plan a pity party or you can plan a praise party. It's up to you which one you want to plan. Mm, come on, somebody. Which, which party are you planning? You planning the pity party or the praise party? God's people, we ought to be those planning the praise party. Yeah. Verse 7. Hear my voice when I call, when I call, Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. His heart, again, he's listening to his heart to seek the face of the Lord. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Yeah. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Mm. What are you saying? He said, if I lose everything and I got God, I'm doing all right. God won't forsake you. God is a father who sticks, he's a, he's, he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, man. He's not going to forsake you. I will, Jesus said that. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You can't make that promise for other people. People, you know, some people will bail on you. That happens. People bail. People get fickle. But God, not God, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 11, teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, sprouting malicious accusations. Like, I, got, I got people trying to attack me. I got things going, going against me. But Lord, lead me on a straight path. Keep me doing the right thing. Don't let me divert from the path of righteousness because I'm under uh, persecution. Don't let, don't let adversity and persecution and opposition uh, be a, an excuse to, uh, to depart from the path of righteousness. You know, some people are always looking for an excuse. They're looking for an excuse for why they can't follow God. They're trying to find an excuse for why they can't stay on the 
keep keep the faith. This psalm writer is saying just the opposite. He's like, God, don't let any of that be an excuse for me. Don't let all these crazy this craziness of life uh, be a distraction from following you and being focused on you and being obedient to you, to being a true uh, disciple of yours, a true child of God. I remain confident of this. I will, again, he's writing, he's writing a story, writing a good story about the future. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hmm. Yeah, you too, man. You will too. Trust the Lord, and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What are you saying? I'm not going to die. They're not going to take my life. I ain't going nowhere till God says I'm gone. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere till God says it's time for me to go. So I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Man, that's my prayer for you. My prayer for each one of you, that you see the goodness of God in the land of the living, in the good place. Not, not just in heaven, not just in heaven, but right here, that you see the goodness of God. Mm. And many of us have, man. Many of us have. We can testify. I have seen the goodness of God. His blessings, His presence, His mercy, His kindness, His generosity, His sweet presence in the midst of trouble. Um, yeah, we have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. How many of y'all have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living? In the land of the living. Yeah, He's good, man. First, last verse of verse of, of Psalm twenty-seven. Here it is, verse fourteen. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. Hmm. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. Yeah. Just wait for the Lord. Wait on Him. Be strong and take heart. That's a choice you make. You choose to be strong. You choose to take heart. Not to lose heart. I'm not going to allow myself to lose heart. I'm going to choose to wait on the Lord. I'm going to choose to take courage. I'm going to choose to to uh, to take heart, to be strong, and I'm going to wait on the Lord. Yeah, and he will prove faithful. He always does. Yes, he does. Maybe some of you, that's the word for you today. you got to wait on the Lord. You want things to happen quicker than they're happening. I get it. We all have that from time to time. We want things to happen quicker than they're happening. And it's hard to wait. But the word is to you today, wait on the Lord. And while you wait, be strong. While you wait, take heart. But keep waiting. Keep waiting on the Lord. And, uh, and miracles will happen. You'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I believe that. All right, let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say. This is an uh, excerpt entitled Surrender and Obedience. Welcome, everybody. So glad to see you guys on on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. Welcome. Surrender and Obedience. This is an excerpt from The Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. But when we have said that God commands things only because they are good, we must add that one of the things intrinsically good is that rational creatures should freely surrender themselves to their creator in obedience. So he's laying out here that, you know, we, we, one of the best things 
of all the things that we describe as good in creation, uh, among those should be the idea, should be uh, when rational creatures, i.e. human beings, (laughs) when rational creatures freely surrender themselves to their creator in obedience, when we obey God. That's, That's good. It's good when we obey God. It's good when people who were created by God surrender in obedience to their creator. That's a good thing. And that, I mean, just that little thing right there is so like countercultural because in our world, we're not taught that, right? We're not told that it's good to surrender to God. You know, you got to be your own person. You got to do your own thing. You got to, you know, uh, chart your own path on your own. You know, God is like a parachute that hopefully you never need, like we talked about yesterday, a few days ago. But no, no, that's not good. What is good is when create when when rational creatures, when human beings with rational capacities choose to surrender in obedience to their creator. That's a good thing. The content of our obedience, the thing we are commanded to do, will always be something intrinsically good. Something we ought to do, even if, by an impossible supposition, God had not commanded it. That's not, it's not possible, but um, if, if rational creatures are surrendering to God as they ought to do, then what they will be surrendering to, their obedience, the things that they will be doing as they act out their obedience to God, will always be something intrinsically good because the Creator wants what's good for us. Even if God didn't command it, if we were obeying God, we're going to be doing the right thing. But in addition to the content, there, the mere obeying is also intrinsically good. So even if the, you know, even if the actions are not 100% good, the very fact that we're choosing to obey God is a good thing. Do you want to do something good today? You're like, man, I don't know if I can do, what can I do that's good today? Here's what you can do that's good today. Choose right now that you will obey God. I'm going to obey God to the best of my ability. I'm just going to obey him. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in his ways today. I'm going to walk in the light of the Lord today. Don't worry about tomorrow, the next day, today, the next hour. I'm going to walk in the light of the Lord. But in addition to the content, the mere obeying is also intrinsically good. For in obeying, a rational creature consciously enacts its creaturely role, reverses the act by which we fell, treads Adam's dance backwards, and returns. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen to what it says. He's saying, look, you want to you want to participate in a divine uh, a cosmic miracle. You want to work in, you want to, you want to do something amazing, something that is just revolutionary today. Here's what you can do. You can choose today to obey God. You are doing, and when you do that, you are doing something incredible. You are actually reversing the, the curse of the fall. You are, you are, as, as C.S. Lewis says, you are dancing, you are participating in Adam's dance backwards. The dance that led to our fall, you're undoing it. How are you undoing it? 
You're reversing it by obeying God. Wow, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to reverse the effects of the fall by empowering us, by enabling us to obey God, by filling us with his Holy Spirit so that we can not only uh, be promised eternity in heaven, but so that we can, as we live out our lives, we can reverse the effects of the fall. Wow. And what happens? We experience the goodness of God not in heaven, not just in heaven, not just in heaven, in you know, the life after death. No, no, in the land of the living right now. You can reverse the dance. Wow. Sometimes we think, I mean, how do I make the world a better place? And we think we got to go start some kind of big nonprofit. <laughs> I need to start a nonprofit. I need to start this. I need to do a fund. I need to do this big campaign. Got to do this big enterprise to change the world. No, you know what you know what you do? You want to do the most powerful thing every day that you can do? You can just choose to follow God. Being obedient. Being obedient to our Creator. We reverse the act by which we fell. And we tread Adam's dance backward. Mm, I love that. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, you guys, so glad to have you guys on. I see some prayer requests out there. Be sure to pray for each other. Those, I see a, an injury that you be praying for. Other folks have things going on. Thank you for sharing your prayer requests. Thanks for encouraging each other and, and choosing to pray for one another. That's awesome. And uh, thanks to you for spending some time in the Word of God this morning. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for uh, loving us and, um, and giving us the ability to, to think into the future and to think about the positive outcomes of our life with you. Lord, thank you that you uh, choose good for us and not evil. You choose blessing and not cursing. And so, Lord, today we choose you. We choose to follow you and guide and be guided by you and to walk with you. Lord, give us, uh, give us your uh, insight and wisdom. We choose today to obey you. And in so doing, Lord, we realize we are reversing the effects of the fall. Um, Lord, I pray for each and every one of my friends today. Uh, many of them have a lot of things going on, a lot of issues they're dealing with. May you bless them and encourage them and strengthen them. Uh, those that are dealing with injuries and, and hurts and uh, pains and doctor's appointments and grief and loss, Lord, may you just uh, surround them and be close to them by the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today, my friends. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you be, for being a part of this podcast and for this community. Thank you for uh, loving and supporting each other and praying for each other. That's awesome. And I hope you feel the prayers of, of your friends, those of you that ask for prayer requests. You guys have a great day. Thank you for liking, subscribing, all those things, leaving a comment. If you listen to it on the podcast, leave a comment. Rate it. Five stars. Awesome. We love the podcast. And it uh, helps people find it. Um, more readily. So you guys are awesome. You're the best. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.